and gentlemen, welcome to Marvel 30 Questions. This is Loki 30 Questions, a show where each week we'll ask 30 questions about the latest episode of Loki on Disney+. Plus. I'm your host, Santa Fortress, and I'm joined by a man who is not bound by time, space, or his own house. Sweet Johns of Kovacs from the internet. Hey, what's up? And he's back to the show, Bruce Leslie. I'm a variant. Bruce, we at least got your questions last week, but we are glad yes. to have you back. Uh, if I do say so myself, they were the best questions of the episode. You do say so yourself. <laughs> now, <laughs> uh, if this is your first time with us, know that we do uh, a different kind of after show than everyone else does. We ask 30 random questions about this show. It could be all over the place. Uh, but let's get into it. Episode 3 of Loki, entitled uh, Lemon, le- lem- Lemontitis? Lemontitis? Uh, Lamentus. Lamentus. That's yeah. That's not a word I said. Uh, but let's get into it. Here is question number one. That's uh, from a listener. If Doctor Who with Snowpiercer had a baby, would it be this episode? That's from Dallin in uh, Maryland. Yep. Yep. That's the perfect way to explain it. That's exactly what this episode was. I'll say I think it would be a baby that looks more like one parent than the other, but but you can kind of tell by the dangly earlobes or something that it's definitely the product of those two. But I, I it's more Doctor Who to me than Snowpiercer. This one looks like Sean Bean. Uh, <laughs> Sean Bean and Mr. Bean had a baby. Yeah, and it, and it becomes this episode. That's not too far off. I would like to see Roman Ac- or Rowan Atkinson as the Doctor, like a non-speaking Doctor. <laughs> I'd like to see him as the next Iron Man. But also works for me as well. Uh, yeah, I think that's it's a pretty good. You know, whenever you're on a train, I think these days certainly Snowpiercer is going to be something that uh, comes to mind. Not enough child labor. In my... a, a train trying to escape an apocalypse. I mean, it is yes, pretty pretty true. good comparison there, Dallin. Yeah. Let's go to question two, Bruce. Why does partying on a train always sound more fun in theory than it is in practice? Here is the reason: because you're stuck on a train. There's no yeah. There's no second location. So uh, as someone who has partied on a train before, and I'm guessing you have too, Bruce, all you get is going back to your seat. Yep. And, <laughs> and no good comes from that, especially if you're having way too good a time in the bar cart. And, and the bar cart, at least on Amtrak, the bar cart is like a very, very small version of your high school cafeteria. Like it, it is not a fun happening place. There's no decor. There's no music. You know, movies make partying on the train seem fun in real life. Very disappointing. There's to none me, of those snow piercer sex rooms going on. <laughs> exactly. I thought Amtrak, I've, I've made it in life. What a bummer. <laughs> Question three. Three, this week's episode starts at a dive bar where Lady Loki's trying to extract information from her hostage from the TVA. And the hostage turns to her and says, we could order potato skins or buffalo fingers. Do you believe either of these women have ever ordered potato skins anywhere ever? I think it comes down to to where they grew up. Now, because this is going to be like at 11 years old. Like there's definitely no way once they... uh, uh, realize their their gifts in life that they ever ate buffalo fingers or potato skins, but like uh, you know nine to eleven when your parents take you to to cheesy Dan's or whatever your local restaurant is, you're probably getting some 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 potato skins. 
but I, I'm guessing Lady Loki there, that actress probably grew up in the UK or something where they had classier things like lamb chops or something as snacks. But I'm, I'm thinking if the other one grew up in the U.S., she probably did. St- or some of those Keebler tater skins were in her pantry after school next to the Lunchables. <laughs> Keebler tater skins. <laughs> they have nothing to do with potatoes over there. They're a cookie company. What's wrong with you? Um, I don't, I'll be honest with you. Like, um, over the last couple of years, I've worked with like a lot of people in their twenties and stuff. And I have seen some like little ladies throw, uh, throw down some food that would like just destroy a most normal human being. So like it's rare, but boy, when it happens, it is something, it's almost like a circus trick. You're just like, this little girl's going <laughs> to eat all of this stuff. And you're like, Hey, no way that's going to happen. And then they do it. And it's like, Whoa. It's like the cone heads tearing up a sandwich. Yeah, it's it's really it's it's fast and furious, and then and then and then they outdrink you, and you're like, "What are you like 115 pounds? What's wrong? Something's weird." I've just I, I hang around weird people. <laughs> so, what do you think, Sean? Do you think they've had the tater skins? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think ever. I don't think that's ever come across. Like, I, look, I know that when when children are little, they prefer you know hot dogs and macaroni and cheese and stuff. That's just what kids prefer. But like you say, Bruce, when you have your own choice of what you're going to eat when you go out to dinner, you're usually around like 13 years old where, you know, you're not ordering off the kids menu anymore. Yeah. No one is order. None of those ladies are ordering potato skins, tater skins, as you said. No, that's the brand name is tater skins by Keebler. Uh, (laughs) It has never happened. And if it has, it was like as a, I dare you to eat half of this (laughs) potato skin. So here's, here's what I want to know is how frequently do you eat potato skin, Sean? Never. But you know, when I was younger and more disgusting, a human being, I would especially if I had been drinking. Like, I was about oh, to geez, say, that's, that's come on, let's go. That's very much bar food. I've had a couple in me and man, potato skins sound really good. That's the situation that it comes out. You certainly don't like start off a day and go like, well, it's five o'clock time for potato skins. You've probably had a couple of potato, drinks. you know, why just eat the skin? I'm not taking you that scoop out part. <laughs> Forget it. Potato Bruce. Uh, this one comes to us from Dave. Dave writes in, Loki sang a very merry jig that reminded me of the hobbits at the Prancing Pony. Shortly after, Loki says he's never walked so far in his life. Is this an MCU dig on Lord of the Rings, especially since so many MCU actors were also in that trilogy? That's from Big Dave Movies. You know, BDM, I think that, I think that it, 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 it's, a, it's a small slight. It wouldn't surprise me in any way that that's what, what that is there. Huh? I think it's more, I see, I don't, didn't see it as a slide at all. I thought it was just acknowledging like, man, this is a really good thing that kind of has that fantasy feel that goes along with Asgard. Uh, we're going to, we're going to homage it. There you go. That's, that's more the word I was looking for. It's, it's more of an homage to, you know, what comes previous. Yeah. They're also on a big journey and all that kind of stuff. I I also kind of like the implication from Lady Loki that like Loki probably has never walked more than about 40 feet in his life. Anyway, he seems soft. (laughs) That's that much is very true. Why walk when I can trick someone into carrying me? 
Well, I love that bit. He's just like, listen, uh, how about I carry around in your or you, <laughs> your subconscious walks me around for a while or whatever that was. <laughs> yes. It's just like, yes, then, then I'll be fine. I'm like, man, I want some of that action. Give me some of that walk me around. I'll take it. Number five, Bruce. Has there ever been a less shocking reveal than Loki stating his bisexuality? Now, if we can even call it that, like it doesn't even feel like it was even that that much of a plant your flag kind of thing for as much yeah, buildup as we got in the media Di- and everything. Like, My Disney, goodness. Disney in particular, I feel like they try to get a lot of mileage from very, very mild stands on this topic. Totally agree with you. It feels like there was a whole lot of fanfare for something where it's mildly implied it's like the the first openly gay Star Wars character was this person kissing way back in the background if you were watching closely. If you can look past the monsters, you'll see two older ladies kissing. <laughs> yeah, it's they really like they want to try but not that hard. You know, it, it's one of those things where if if I was a gay guy and I heard kept hearing about or you know what, not just gay. Let's say I'm let's say I'm bisexual. If I was a bisexual guy and I keep hearing about how Loki is coming out as bisexual, and then i it's the day is finally here. <laughs> and and bam now we know that Loki and, and that's the scene. I'd be I'd be pretty ticked off. That, that's what I got. Yeah. Really? Just just that. Just to kind of like, hey, you know. Hey, thanks for all the representation. You know the stuff. There's, I mean, just like you, you got the things. Just like I got all the stuff. Like that's literally how the conversation right, goes. We'll never speak of this again in the history of the MCU. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> did that check clear? <laughs> I think it did. Number six. Bruce is the official medical correspondent of Thirty Q. Does brain freeze literally freeze the synapses in your head? I can say without a doubt that that is absolutely medically accurate on par with human centipede. With human centipede. <laughs> just like those two parallel. 100% medically accurate was the tagline for human centipede. It, it applies just as well here. It feels it feels like a bunch of bunk. You know, It, it like feels it just like had, it would be lethal if that were the case. It, it, it literally feels like something where like, well, I heard this was true. <laughs> yes. The thing is, people are going to start saying that to each other in about six months. Like yeah. enough time's going to go by that they don't remember where they heard it. But they're going you know, to I read stop. somewhere that uh, your brain. It'll yeah. definitely be a I, I read somewhere sort of thing, and then you know that's when you, as the listener of Loki Thirty Questions, gets to go. That's a bunch of bull crap. You saw that on Loki. Shut up. That's when you push your glasses <laughs> up and say, "Well, actually, good and day, you, sir." <laughs> when you eat soup, your synapses go like that movie where the guy took the pill and got real smart. <laughs> it just hurts the limitless, limitless whenever <laughs> yes. you eat a can of tomato soup. Give me the hot soup. It's going bananas on soup. What are we on, seven? <laughs> seven, Adam. Uh, this one comes to us from Joe. If I had 50 reset charges, I would send one to Spider-Man 3, one to X-Men The Last Stand, and 48 to The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Where, <laughs> where would you send your reset charges in the Marvel multi, uh, Marvel movie multiverse? That's from Joe S. Well, I'll go first here if that's okay, because I think I would be sending all 50 to that uh, Dark Phoenix thing. Like, the very last X-Men movie was that. Like, yeah. I, I don't even want to make that movie better if I send enough and that movie just isn't made. Like, like you know, Age of Apocalypse, not great, but a better way to go out than that thing. 
Oh, I don't know. Both of those are. Pr- I, I put the, those, uh, to no, me. Those I, are about. I had par. enough fun with Age of Apocalypse. There was no. Uh, I gave up an afternoon in Ireland to go watch that Dark Phoenix movie. I mean, it's going to have some ill will. <laughs> Do you know how much money per hour this technically costs me? If you think about it and break it down, you can kiss my ass, X. Oh yeah, there's nothing I'd rather be doing right now. <laughs> nothing like there's nothing nice outside to look at. So it's good that I'm in here watching quality cinema. Yeah, who, who needs the cliffs? Of more when you've got Sansa Stark pretending she's uh, the Dark Phoenix. I got a lot of fire around me and stuff. Okay, great. Yeah, uh, that's pretty rough. What, what about you, Adam? For me, I think the biggest one. I mean, I think the obvious one is saying Iron Fist just to try to get Iron Fist kind of knocked out of the equation. I think that's that's a big yeah. one. Yeah, I, I've maybe. Maybe uh, Thor Dark World, but like I think they've kind of done some stuff now in retrospect with Thor Dark World that it makes the movie a little bit more palatable. So like it's not nearly as uh, expendable as as previously mm-hmm. thought. I think, but um, yeah, I think uh, probably X Men Last Stand is, is a, that's a really good choice though. Yeah, X Men Last Stand is a really good one. Uh, I also would send those charges to. Anything after the first season of Runaways, because I love that first season of Runaways, but anything after that is just no good. Uh, I, go ahead. I also think it wouldn't hurt to send uh, at least one each to both of the Hulk movies, because the Hulk is something that should have a very awesome, like it could be dumb, but a, a dumb, awesome movie and, and two tries and neither one of them really came out awesome. I don't know. If we if we nuked Bannon, I'd be okay. I think I, I like I like Incredible Hulk a little bit more than most. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I can't see getting rid of that. But the, the Ang Lee Hulk, I could, I, I'll send a charge there. Yep. For sure. Also, uh, any of the Fantastic Four movies. Oh, shoot. I can't believe I didn't say that earlier because I thought about that when, when I wrote oh, the Oh, you know what? Question. I take it back. I'm with you. All the Fantastic... And, and I've never seen the Man Thing movie, but I'd like to send one to make it worth seeing. Oh, boy. I have <laughs> seen it. And uh, you would need you would need more charges. To- <laughs> you got you to gotta build them up. Do it. We'd have to combine our charges. <laughs> we want to get rid of Man Thing, please. The movie is called Man Thing. Man Thing shows up in the last five minutes of the movie. Oh, great. Oh, sounds like you can't lose one there. (laughs) Question eight, Bruce. For a brief moment, like just a moment, did you think maybe the two Lokis were going to have a creepy romantic subplot? Totally. I I absolutely absolutely Yeah, for sure. I was just like, this could go down like, and of all characters who would love himself enough and uh, like, hey, if it's just a lady, well, there you go. It puts me like... Loki feels like the character that that would be, you know, who would be behind it all. Like, like it doesn't exist in the real world. Like people don't have alternate reality versions of themselves, but I feel like that would be awful taboo for Disney to tackle. It'd be like Game of Thrones level taboo. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I mean, it, there is th- that character is so narcissistic. I would totally, I could totally see that even, but you're right. I mean, I can't imagine Disney being on board with that. I just look at you and there's something that I just can't. It's just me. God, I love it. <laughs> love it so much. I gotta have some of me. That's the uh what what was his uh the um the, the singer Chosinko, there. is that where you go? Oh no, no. Chato Chosinko also said I love me some me. Love me some me. Question nine. Loki and Sylvie basically get thrown out of a bar. Have you ever been thrown out of a bar before? 
shockingly, I don't think I've ever actually been what? thrown out of a... You know, of all the people, I think most people would probably point to me as the person who is most likely to get thrown out of a bar. But believe it or not, I've closed down bars by being the last person in there and refusing to leave, but that's a different story. But never actually thrown out of a bar for uh, misbehavior. You asked the question, Sean. I'm going to guess you have been thrown out of a bar. I have. I have. But keep in mind that, you know, I am a vastly different person than I was when I got kicked out of that bar. Because back then uh, I'd have cut you. <laughs> to, to the point where the lady I was with at the time said, said to me not long after I got thrown out of that bar, I want to love you, but I can't because you're too insane. <laughs> <laughs> I have been thrown out of a bar. And not just any bar. I've been thrown out of a honky-tonk. Oh, wow. And and I was thrown out of a honky-tonk along with my father <laughs> <laughs> because we were involved in a brawl. Whoa. <laughs> so I don't have any more details I'm, I'm free to, to share here. Statute yes, of limitations. Great father-son moment thrown out of a Nashville honky-tonk for being involved in like a uh, uh, kind of like a Blues Brothers honky-tonk brawl. <laughs> chicken wire <laughs> and then immediately we're we're making for freedom before the police showed up after it was over nice and yeah, we got thrown out march 2021 was a rough time for you uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh this one also comes to is from uh big uh, big dave movies uh since he's trapped on a planet that's about to die do you think loki could call for heimdall like thor can since heimdall and the rest are still alive at this point i thought that was a good point from big dave movies it is, and they've shown you that it, it happens because we've seen him do it as B.D. Cooper. Yeah. And I hadn't put together until this question that the timeline is a little skewed right now because he is with the TVA. It, there is a very good possibility that Heimdall is going to suck him off the planet. The, I think the problem is if Heimdall sucks him off of the planet now, then the rest of the show has no stakes. You're right. You were absolutely right. That that said, though, I just thought about this. Uh, isn't the time frame when uh, this is happening in like 2077, 2071, something like that? So that should be after that they are they're all dead. I didn't even think that about is that true. Also, now, so. man, everybody's just coming up with good points. So probably not. I would say just by a guess, but I mean, it they're going to need to some find some way to duke boy themselves out of this mess. Maybe uh, Sylvie knows an alternate uh, Asgardian Heim- Heimdall that she can call. Oh, right. That's a good. Maybe. Oh, I didn't because even think about that she angle. Get them out of it. Ditch Loki. And then he doesn't have that uh, MacGuffin to get him out of the next. Yeah, yeah, spot. yeah, 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 yeah. Not bad. Not bad. All right. Let's go on to number 11, Bruce. So when Loki refers to Sylvie as Loki, she says, don't call me that. But I got to ask, can you imagine any version of Loki that doesn't love being Loki? Being Loki, perhaps, but maybe, oh God, I almost went into Punsville here, but she's trying to keep it low key. But uh, I think she (laughs) is like, that's the best guess that I've got. But I think you're right, Bruce. I think like anyone, no matter what kind of uh, timeline they're from or anything would be very much a I love me kind of guy. Yeah, uh, but we're we're both we're all forgetting that scene in the dark world where he is in that prison and he is responsible for killing his mother and he's sitting in that room that's stewing true. and he hates himself at that moment. 
And yet he still enters the room with his arms spread and said, hello, everyone. I am Loki, you know, after that. <laughs> well, you gotta, you know. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. <laughs> My mind is too powerful. It's too bad that guy's a sex pest because, man, he sure can write some scenes. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunate. Number 12, Sean. The TV show Loki seems to make a big deal out of his daggers, but I don't remember them being a big deal in the movies. Are the daggers a thing the TV show has invented? He does pull a dagger on Thanos. Like, right. that's his his plan to, like, pull the dagger out of his boot and stab Thanos. And also, you know, it's like a sneaky guy's weapon, a stab people in the back weapon. But... Uh, I think maybe because it was sort of the last weapon we see him hold on the movie screen that, that that's imprinted in somebody's mind and made its way to the show as his thing. Mm-hmm. And daggers are always, you know, implements for, uh, you know, ding dongs. Let's be honest. Bruce, if I may say, it's so nice to have another co-host on the show that uh, is answering the questions <laughs> instead of whatever it was that Adam was doing last week, where oh, I had man. to say to him like 15 times, that is not the, that, you haven't answered the question, but you, you, you would talk for like seven minutes on a subject, Adam. And I go, Adam, you still haven't answered the question. It's called having a sojourn. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. What the hell question are we on? 13. 13. Uh, can we believe we've gone this long and not talk about the disintegration uh, sticks that the uh, TVA uses? Yeah, what's up with those? I think they're great. Just from the effect of them, it's just this rod with a little light at the end that goes through. And I love the sound of their voice, uh, you know, kind of falling apart as they're disintegrating into this wild ash that goes through the air and stuff. Uh, it was, it's been there since the first episode. I think it's a really cool way to kill people. It is. Do they, do they have different settings on those sticks? Ooh, like yeah, a half-baked? <laughs> Well, well, that's an awful, awful high consequence for something on the end of a stick. Because how many of us has ever accidentally hit yourself in the shin with a baseball bat or maybe sliced a finger accidentally? Like it would be very easy, I think, to disintegrate yourself if you stumbled. And, you know, you, you wouldn't be able to resist just getting it out and twirling it when there was nothing going on. Oh man, that's why I have safety on those things. I've always said, like, if somebody was like, yo, I got a real lightsaber, you want to hold it? I'd be like, you keep that thing away from me because I know enough about myself to know that's a bad idea. Imagine in like a high stress situation and you're grabbing for it quickly. You you grab the wrong end and that's all she wrote. No, thank you. Oh, it's, it's not working. Let me look down the barrel of it, a la Luke, I tell you. Plus, having that much power and still using it as a melee weapon. Like, why would you not want that to be ranged? Like, little bow and arrows, at the least, that disintegrate people. I'd just be poking everybody in the crowd, just going, ah, get out of the way, ah, get out of the way. <laughs> kind of like when Homer Simpson was death. <laughs> exactly. 14, Bruce. Sylvie points out that all the TVA agents are variants. Does this make the TVA more or less evil? I think because of this knowledge now that the, that all of the agents are variants, I think that it, it is there is no doubt that the TVA is evil. And when you are dealing with that, your entire workforce is variants. That there that that is that is shiftless. Like you you are now. I, I because of that news, I literally that moment my mind was changed because I was kind of sitting on the fence. If you guys remember, it certainly, it certainly enters a degree of hypocrisy into the situation. 
But then I can say, uh, also, I can make an argument that at least they don't kill and destroy every single variant. Like they're trying to find a way for them to fit into uh, reality. But what they're doing is that they're creating a slave force, and that's not good. Yeah, I agree with you there. But uh, the choice was either variants or build your own organisms. I, you know, either way, it's a slave force. But I like to think that they're sort of uh, rehabilitating. I don't know if that's the right word, but at least not all the variants are getting a death sentence. I just probably had, do have their minds wiped or something. I just had it like I, I don't know why I had this built into my head, but if they're creating those people themselves you know, they can create them without free will. And so that that's a very different situation in my head. Maybe it's not, but in my head it is. And so now that it's, it's all variants, it's all people who you can either work for us or be dead. Uh, you know, that, that is not good. The, the real question I probably should have asked is how is uh, Mobius going to take the news? Because, you know, Loki can't wait to that, tell him. That's my biggest thing is, like, how do you respond when somebody goes, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, you're not exactly what you think you are. Like, that that in and of itself has got to be, you know, just this, you know, life-altering <laughs> realization that somebody else just goes, oh, well, you're not the thing that you think that you are. You're something else entirely different. And do you know even what your life consists of at that point are, you know, cause you're not even what you think you are. It's wild. If I found out I was a variant, I would just hope the other guy had it better than me. <laughs> Is he doing okay? I just, I worry about him. So question 15, Sean Loki and Sylvie end up on a planet called Lamentus one. Why would anyone willingly live on a planet called Lamentus? <laughs> yeah, I had kind of the same thought too when I saw that. You're you're just asking for it. It's like <laughs> welcome to Doomtown. Hopefully nothing bad happens here. But like but at the same time too, you know, would you go to Lamentus 2? Like, oh man. It kind of implies there's more than one of them, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's like that is the other thing. There's yeah. at least like an listen, I'll go to Lamentus 2, but I'm not going to Lamentus 3 again. Last summer when we went down there, the it's just yeah, I'm just a disgusting group of people. I'm not doing it. The kind of people that move to Lamentus are the same kind of people like that family in Mr. Boogity that moved to Lucifer Falls. Like <laughs> you got some warning signs up there. You didn't have to go there. This seems like a perfectly good idea, and I can't see any reason why it won't go fantastic. To Lamentus. I feel like Lamentus was named after the fact, like everybody got there and they're like, well, I certainly lament this decision. And then they just, well, let's just name it what it is. Or or maybe it's like, you know, like, like all those car guys uh, out of Michigan at the turn of the century where, you know, like it's a Jim Pontiac and, you know, Bill Chevrolet, you know, where it's just the the guy who discovered it, his last name just happened to be Lamentus. Yes, exactly. Greg Lamentus has uh, founded this planet. Now we will be calling it after that. That's a sad Troy Lamentus founded (laughs) these. Troy works. Uh, 16 was Loki's reaction upon realizing most of the planet's population would die in this version's first moment as it was this version's first moment as a real hero. This, uh, this seemed to be the point of concern was point where his concern was truly for others rather than himself and his own plans. That's from bro from Texas. Sorry. I effed up your question, Bo. I think I agree with Bo here. I think it probably was the first moment here in this show, but I do think we've seen him, you know, flirting with uh, the heroic side of things in, in some of the Thor movies. Yeah. I mean, you know, in Thor dark world and in Thor Ragnarok, he does, 
he does turn. And he 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 dies, you know, he he gets his death in Infinity War because he's trying to save the Asgardians against Thanos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I think the one thing for this one is that like he's it's all very active and in the moment where instead of in that moment, him thinking, man, I've got to get out of here. He does look at the consequences that are all out there because, you know, in a way now these people have faces more or less. There's a big sea of people in this particular case, but they're faces and people that you can actually see as opposed to, you know, numbers that are written up on a piece of paper where it's like, that doesn't mean a whole lot to you. These people are actually here and he sees them. Hey, and, and heroes come in all kinds of types. The moment when he tried to teach that guy what a fish was, that was heroic. <laughs> 17, Bruce. How many of your exes would immediately shoot a version of you who complimented him or her? One. One is the answer. <laughs> Just the one. Um, I'm going to say, well, maybe one. Maybe one. But for the most part, uh, I... I I've I've ended things pretty good terms most of the times, and usually it's 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 more like I don't want to see you as opposed to the other way around. So it's just like, all right, that's fair enough. But even in uh, from my divorce, I never once got a phone call, an email, or nothing. So like, I've got no no extra attachments past anything. So like, no, that's it's, it's kind of a I can, I'm so happy I can answer that question in the negative. Yeah, I think I'm probably got two that would shoot me. If they, it might be a case of who could get their gun out fastest. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's Somebody great. would get shot. The quick draw. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's my turn this week. So uh, meet me at the OK Corral so I can compliment you. <laughs> You're looking mighty, mighty good today. 18, Sean. The police force on Lamentis looks more like Cobra soldiers than the actual Cobra soldiers in the G.I. Joe movie, don't you think? It would be nice if they actually started to look like the things that we thought they were in those movies. That, that, that To me, that was the biggest fault of all of those, is that they didn't kind of lean enough into the G.I. Joe aesthetic and stuff, and certainly a lot of that does come from the villains. And yeah, uh, it, it definitely looked a lot more like Cobra Commander than anybody else. Yeah, I know as a kid, when I closed my eyes and pictured what Cobra Commander looked like, I always saw Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wearing wearing like a really weird kind of respiratory sort of thing. Yeah, given I, I don't. A, I'm with you. I don't understand why they bother paying for the license if they're not going to use the material. Yeah, quite bizarre. What are they thinking? Uh, Nineteen Loki and is it Sylvia? Is that how we're pronouncing the name? It's Sylvie, but Sylvie. autocorrect always changes it to Sylvia. I guess so. So Loki and Sylvie uh, chasing down the Ark was a mission that was doomed to failure. After all, there were no survivors. Would it have broken the series if they had found out that these two uh, draining the Ark of Power was the cause of the entire population dying, rather than what turned out to be a spectacularly bad luck when the Ark was destroyed? That's from Bo from Austin, Texas. Bo, I think this is a great question. I think yeah. it makes the show better if that's what happens. I do personally. too. Yeah, whenever you can get into that kind of paradoxical thing, where I love you're a traveling. Good yeah, you're traveling back through time, and you do something, and you doing something is what leads to the future that you already know. And it's like it's it's that great question of like, if you were there to do that, would that have been the thing that happens? I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, me too. I think that uh, you know it. I will say though, it, it would have been something that like we, I, I think the three of us on the show would like that, 
where like, oh man, we just killed all those people. And then it becomes a problem. But I would imagine that for the casual viewer of the show, watching your lead character kill an entire population of people, they would probably not continue watching. Doesn't give you a lot of hope in that character and like this, the person that, you know, you want the audience to kind of maybe see themselves in or, you know, like a version of themselves. They don't want to see that person just going like, well, we killed all these people. Hooray. Yeah, it's, they, it's it's the difference between the character of Sweet Tooth in the comic book that, you know, walks around with Sweet Tooth and the, yeah, the yeah. Netflix version. Good comparison there. Question 20, Bruce. What do you think Mobius has been up to while all this stuff is going on at Lamentus? Do you think he's just like searching every closet to say, hey, Loki, are you in there? <laughs> I feel like he has to kind of know where he's going. Maybe. I don't know. Like, cause I guess didn't hmm. the timeline just get, get like massively bombed. My so guess what he's up to. Yeah. There's my all kinds guess, of lines that are going off of the main one. My guess is that he has to deal with the political fallout of being wrong about Loki, you know, in their eyes and the TVA's eyes. So a lot of it is going to be him on the outs with the TVA and then when Loki comes back and saves the day, then, you know, you got your buddy cop movie. Or there's, yeah. there's the 1993 Josta convention that he could be attending. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of picturing, you know, this week in my town, a uh, truck filled with cows was in an accident on the interstate and the cows got loose and they were just running everywhere on the interstate. And there were a bunch of guys trying to chase down the cows I imagine right now, wherever Mobius is at, he's like one of those guys trying to chase down cows on the interstate. Like, it's just ridiculous disaster, and he doesn't even have time to think about what Loki's up to. I wouldn't even know what to do with a cow if I caught one, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like you chase it, and then when you catch up to it, you're like, uh-oh, I didn't think this all the way through. Like, do you if it doesn't have... like a horse? Yeah. Do you wrestle it to the ground? What do you do? Well, you like don't if have it, cow if it doesn't have... Exactly. If it doesn't have any kind of thing on it, how do you lead them anywhere? I, I don't know how, how... I don't know how horses work. Here, or, or I'll distract <laughs> him. You come around... I'll distract him. You come around on the side and start milking those udders. That's the only thing I know that keeps a cow steady. <laughs> you know, you guys keep talking like you've never seen the movie City Slickers. Oh, I mean, yeah. Mitchie, the Go kid's going to take that cow home. Hello, Norman. Hello. I like to think that maybe two neighborhoods over, there's like a, a chubby redheaded kid who has a pet cow now, and he's not telling anybody about it. Like E.T. style, hiding him in the backyard. Now you be quiet, Mr. Cow. Everybody's going to hear you. <laughs> they get the call from the the head cow office. Did you get all the cows? And they look over the papers, and they're like whispering, one's missing, but we'll just tell them we got them all so we don't have to keep looking. <laughs> That's my next book, Kid and a Cow. <laughs> 21, Sean. That wasn't even a plan. Plans require multiple steps. That was just doing a thing is the biggest truth said this week. What do you think? I think from experience, that is very true. Yes. Th th things are, are the result of other things happening at one point in time or another. <laughs> That's Adam, correct. Remember that time when me and you told Sean we had a plan and we didn't have a plan. We just did a thing and he got really angry. <laughs> that's true. Well, actually, that's how 30 questions came about. That's how so 30, 30 qu questions is a plan. That's how 30 questions came about. And ironically, it's the exact same. But the opposite was true. And me and Sean had an idea. And then Bruce was let in the on, on the idea for HMP. All of a sudden, <laughs> he just goes, wait a minute. I'm doing a what now? 
I guess there were so sometimes you just got to go headlong into a thing and don't, don't worry if everybody's on the same page or not. <laughs> it is. It's just multiple steps. But that's that's that one of those truths about I'll be anything. Able to use a lot in my life going forward. Oh yeah, that's a take home. Just keep stepping. Number twenty-two in episode two, we established that the judge has multiple agents, but that Mobius is the one who put all the rings on her table. Episode three makes it clear that the TVA employees are all variants. Does that mean that her agents are all Mobius variants? When she says you put all the rings on the table, she means Mobius and all of his variants. That's Matt Schnapp, aka Matt Schnapp. What do you think, Sean? Oh man, it's a, it's kind of a twister, isn't it? I think that, I think that this episode is probably the last episode where we're not dealing a lot with all of the TVA stuff. I think from this point forward, it's all TVA from this point. So I, you know, with that, with dealing with the TVA, you're dealing with a ton of variants. I'm getting to it. I promise. You're dealing with with all of the variations, which means more variations of Loki, which means more variations of all the characters that we've seen, especially since we know that everybody works at the TVA is a variant. So what I'm basically what I'm trying to say is I think that we're going to get multiples of everyone on the show moving forward. I think this is an excellent yeah. point, Matt Schnapp. I am just impressed that Matt Schnapp put the umlauts or whatever over the O's in Mobius in He's this question. Good, that man. is very impressive, Mr. Schnapp. But I, I, I kind of think that that's not going to be the case. I don't think that they're all Mobius variants. I don't have a lot of reason or logic behind it. It's just kind of my gut tells me there probably aren't all Mobius variants, but I think we're going to meet at least one other good Mobius variant, and it'll probably be some stunt casting of some sort. Hmm. Uh, you mean like Luke Wilson? Uh, no, isn't there a third Wilson brother out there? There, there is. There is, but he's not in the business. <laughs> he will be now. <laughs> You've been selling insurance, but now it's time to shine like the Hollywood star your brothers are. Welcome, Seth Wilson. <laughs> uh, 23, Bruce. What are the chances Sylvie is a scroll? First, I think there's a chance. I, the I'm fact that Bruce not... put this question in there is is enough for me because I I am a I am a scroll guy, and so whenever scrolls are brought up, I'm like, well, this question's going in because... It it always feels like there's something on the horizon for scroll. We've had Cree stuff. We've had some scroll stuff. Uh, who's to say it's not boiling over? We know there's secret invasion coming up, so why not? Mm -hmm. And you, you know, I put this question in for a reason, and the reason is I don't know exactly who Sylvie is, but I'm feeling more and more confident she is not a Loki. Oh, really? Yeah. She doesn't want to be called a Loki. Doesn't want to like, but like, like we said previously, it's that kind of Loki love that you would think would penetrate through, but it doesn't. It's like I don't want to be this. That's not who I am. I, I am that, but that's not what I want or who I uh, strive to be. What we've seen so far, her competence surpasses her arrogance. I mean, she has a little bit of both, and that just isn't the Loki formula for the. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I like all these points, Bruce. 24, Sean. When the rocket you're looking to board so you may escape certain doom blows up, what's the next thing you do after that? Cheat on your diet. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and have that cheesecake. You, you, <laughs> it's not going to be a big deal anymore. So much for bikini season. I'm just going to go ahead and eat some bread. Yeah. You, are you getting to that just sort of like, 
always wonder what it's like to murder somebody. Let's see what happens. Because you know, you, you know, all of these, <laughs> every place that you've gone, like like we've said previously, uh, is a place that is uh, at it's the end of its time. There will be no more here, so their actions during said apocalypse will make no particular difference. That's what I, they I feel like. To tell us. <laughs> I feel like. Uh, Loki has partook in far more murders than he has Subway sandwiches, so I think he's going for the carbs. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want us to unsandwich that, sir? Hell no, I don't. Double up. <laughs> Triple the bread. Can I have one of those toast sandwiches? <laughs> 25. Aside from learning that the TVA employees are brainwashed variants, what is the most important thing that we learned from this episode? That's from Tim. You want my cynical answer? Ooh, yes. I love the cynical answer. They can't all be winners, Tim. That's what I learned from this episode. They can't <laughs> all be winners. Sometimes even best laid plan. Oh, I. this is what I learned. This is a good one. Is that uh, don't assume you know what you think you might about other people's relationships. Because when Loki goes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, you know, shape shift myself into this this woman's husband <laughs> who has been gone. And goes, I love you, dear. You're the best thing that ever happened. That son of a bitch never said anything like that to me. Bam, <laughs> blows him out the window. Gets himself shot. So don't that. That's what I took away. Don't pretend like you know what other people's uh, relationships are like because you probably don't. The moral of this episode is there's no point in trying because the world still ends. Mm. Still going to die. <laughs> Work out as much as you want. Still going to die. Damn, that is cynical. <laughs> and for me, my, my, the next question I will be asking is something that I've learned from this week's episode. So I'm not going to say it. <laughs> uh, 26, right? Yep. Yeah. Will this Sylvie have a post Loki? And by that, I mean a cinematic existence. This is a tough one. Here's what I'm going to say just from a knee-jerk emotional standpoint right now. Uh, I think this is the end of Loki's story. As we said previously, Loki dies in uh, Endgame, and he's just gone. He is gone, but uh, he, he left us quite quickly and everything. This is his swan song. This is us completing this story. And I think if she goes on post this perhaps that may I'll, be a little ding on the legacy that was I'll, the previous Loki. I'll even ask a more pointed question. Do you think she'll show up in Love and Thunder? No. I don't know why. You don't think the I, Lady I, Thor I, will have a Lady Loki? Feels too obvious. Yeah, you know, subtlety hasn't always been my strong suit. Well, you may not know that. About that you, you keep it under, you keep it, the, you know, under the vest so much that you, you do a good job with it. So I appreciate that. Subtle in a very obvious sort of way. 27, Sean. 27. Why are so many planets in the MCU purple? I think there might've been a sale on purple planets back when they were stocking up. So many, uh, you know, in w with with the last two Avengers movies, at least half of those planets are purple. Then Guardians of the Galaxy, you got a lot of purple planets happening there. Uh, Wakanda think, Afterlife is purple. I think yep. you know the answer. It, it probably comes down to like market testing. Yeah, you know? and, and we said it. Well, I said it back in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is that the kind of uh, cyberpunk aesthetic is still alive, and a lot of that has like you know these purples and uh, neon yeah. pinks and stuff like that. And, and, and you know, for like on. ten years, any kind of like sci-fi action superhero type movie you watched, everything was blue and orange. It's true. And now I guess it's purple, and it, this, it's 
it's because they love Hulk's pants in the comics. But at mm-hmm. the same time, too, like there's so much, and this happened in video games for the longest time, is that everyone goes for these like browns and earth tones and everything, and everything just ends up looking like a big giant, you know, brown mess. Whereas at least here we get, you know, some big swaths of color and stuff. So it's it's nice that we see the pendulum swing the other direction for a moment. Purple is the new brown. Indeed. Uh, 28. In the first two episodes, it seemed like the show was setting up a buddy road trips of story of sorts with Owen Wilson as the buddy. But now the buddy is Sylvie. If that continues for the final three episodes, will you be disappointed? Cheers, Matt, a.k.a. He-Hulk. I'll be disappointed. I, I was surprised at how much I've liked Owen Wilson in those first two episodes. And not that I don't like Owen Wilson, but I think I disclosed uh, in our first episode on Loki that I kind of still see him as the guy from Shanghai Nights and Shanghai Noon. <laughs> the Shanghai movies are the ones that you go to. I still love that. In that night at the museum, he was in that. That's true. That's, that's- I, I'm, I'm going to straight up say it. I, I'm going to say it. He Hulk. I think that he, I, I think I will be disappointed if we don't get that, that buddy cop movie aesthetic from those two. Um, but keep in mind, you know, half of half of the plot of a buddy cop movie is that they have to hate each other for a bit. And that is that is definitely going to happen when Loki gets back. So, yeah, I, I I don't think you cast Owen Wilson if you're going to, for lack of a better word, cast him away after that quick of an amount of time. I don't think that that's who you cast for that. I think he's definitely. Uh, coming back and yeah it is going to be interesting to see that because he did end up betraying that you know somewhat trust that he had with the character previously so I could see him you know being a little bit sore about that but again that's where you have to handcuff these two together and have them you know go on a big adventure all all of these movies from you know like the 70s and stuff do you guys like the character of Sylvie I don't I expected to think she was really cool and She's kind of, she sort of seems a little cookie cutter to me. I only dug her once she kind of took, like, when she takes, first of all, when she takes the uh, the little headdress thing off to stab a guy, I thought that was sweet. And, <laughs> and then I thought, I was like, I don't, her not having that on, she doesn't look as silly. So I kind of started to like her a little bit more than that because you could just kind of, you see her face better, to be quite frank with you. And uh, uh, the costume is one of my favorite parts. Yeah, that's like the horn stuff coming out. I'm just like, I, I don't need all of this. I like yeah, that I you like used that. to stab a dude. That's cool. But yeah, I, I like that. I like the, you know, let's make sure that we have a reason to think she's Loki. If she were really trying to not let people know she was Loki, she probably wouldn't wear like the sexy Loki costume from the local Spirit Halloween. That's fair enough. Anyway, I like the costume. It's weird that I said it that way. <laughs> But I don't like Sylvie's character that much. I just don't. And also, I was kind of excited about were they going to do something interesting like have Hiddleston in drag? You know, I, I kind of wondered if they were going to do something like that, and they did. I'm I'm really glad they didn't do that. Yeah, it just se- that feels like it's going to get into corn territory. Yeah, that's quick. some Back to the Future 2 crap happening Look there. Look at that. Isn't that crazy? I think, I think he would have really gotten into the character and we would have been impressed with his performance. Or maybe I thought they were going to try to find somebody that looked a little more like Hiddleston. You know, unless you're dealing with something like the Danish girl, though, Bruce, you're you're Hollywood still has a tendency to it's a guy in drag. Oh, so they're going to Medea. (laughs) Yeah. Medea Marvel edition. Now the worst big mama's house. Now, for some reason, I'm a little bit more interested now that it's going to be Medea. (laughs) Is that bad? Uh, 29, Bruce. 
Could this episode have been abridged to be a subplot of a different episode? Here, here is the thing is that you, you're right. You totally could do that. But when you do that, then you lose all of the character beats of Sylvie. And we have to learn who Sylvie is before the end of this, you know, this, this part of the act The I guess we're in the middle of the second act right now. And so here we are, you know, we, we need to know who she is because my guess is there's going to be a whole lot of, of, like I said, there's going to be a whole lot of like timey wimey stuff that's about to happen on the show. And in order to do so, you have to know who the major players are. And so while I agree, you could do that. What ends up happening is you've got something that looks like Batman V Superman. Well, dawn of justice is this a good time for my crackpot theory on who i think sylvie probably is please i think sylvie is probably some person who was in a bad situation was mentored by an alternate version of loki but then loki being loki he double crossed or betrayed her like he picked her out of some horrible horrible life situation when she was young trained her to be this awesome tool that he could use, but of course betrayed her and somehow she probably killed him and sort of assumed his shtick, but that's why she hates Loki, but still dresses like Loki. But I don't think she's Loki. That's fair. I kind of like that. Outrageous. Ridiculous. Subtle, subtle, never. Subtle stuff. They will never do that ever, Bruce. No, it's a good crackpot. <laughs> it's a good idea. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, uh, I think everything's on the table with this show. It's what makes this show fun to me is that, you know, like you can basically do whatever you want with the plot and we're going to follow along as long as it's good. (laughs) You know what I mean? Well, let's bring it home with number 30, Sean. 30. This was the weakest episode of the season and there was no Owen Wilson. Are these two facts a coincidence? Uh, What's it? Uh, it's it's not causation, uh, kind of. How is correlation? That? Yeah, correlation, correlation and causation, causation here. I'm not saying it's it's you're. I'm not well, saying that you're wrong, but because I think you are correct, and uh, maybe that is a possibility because yeah. he ain't there. And that's I guess sort of where uh, my question twenty nine was coming from. Is like let's say the next episode is Owen Wilson centric, like what he's doing while this is going on. Maybe they could have woven those two episodes together to give us two episodes of content, but we get a little Owen Wilson in both. Yeah, I mean, we haven't been Martez sistered, mind you, but oh my lord, it's yeah, it, it is kind of like there there is that little element that that we had from the beginning that were it was missed a little bit this episode, and uh, there is there's a chemistry between the two of those on screen and it really works. And so here is what it comes down to for me. It's the reason why I asked you guys, if you like the Sylvie character, the way that I realized that I'm not the biggest fan of this character is that, you know, even last episode, I said I could go an entire episode where it's just Loki and Mobius talking to each other about, you know, certain aspects of the space-time continuum and what is reality and all this stuff. I literally, I know I could, and and it wouldn't get boring and dull to me. Whereas I know I could not watch an hour of Loki and Sylvie speaking to each other. And before you ask this question, I never thought about it in these terms, Sean, but having heard the question and thought about it since, uh, you know, the questions got sent out earlier, 
I think I would be way more uh, likely to enjoy an episode that's focused on Owen Wilson while Loki's off doing something else than I am on one that's focused on Tom Hiddleston while mm-hmm. Owen Wilson's off. And I know that sounds like sacrilege because Hiddleston's great as Loki, but you're right, man. I, I think I missed Owen Wilson, who I did not expect to like. Agreed. More Owen Wilson is always better. Well, that wraps it up for uh, this week. Join us next week when we ask another 30 questions about Loki uh, on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Bruce, where can we find more of your work on the internet? I'm always asking people to check out my anime, uh, my anime reviews and reactions on YouTube. You can go to youtube.com slash C slash Bruce Leslie and see lots of uh, anime talk over there. Demon Slayer, Jujutsu Kaisen, Attack on Titan, and a few other things. All over the place. Good stuff. Uh, Sean, what else? Hero Movie Podcast, our original podcast, where each week we review a new superhero or comic book property. And this week we are reviewing Return of Swamp Thing. So check that out. Oh, uh, can I mention one more thing, Adam? Jeez, I'm not good at this sure. after seven years. I f- f- totally forgot to tell people that we have rebranded Chubby Wizard oh, as yes. Anime IO with uh, Chris Elvins, who loves anime. He's so happy to have be willing to talk about it with him now. So that's something else, too. If Chubby Wizard wasn't your thing, maybe you'll like Anime IO. I, could, I can't believe I didn't mention that to you because I listened to that first episode because like, uh, you changed the artwork and everything and it showed up different in the MP3 player. And I'm like, what is this? Did I subscribe <laughs> yeah, to it? Play it. And I play Confused it, and I'm just people. like, oh, it's good. And I was like, oh, this is great. And uh, I think it's going to be, it's a, it's a great new chapter for you guys. And it feels like uh, you're warming up to uh, have a good second leg of uh, of that. Uh, I gotta say, Wizard Bruce, run. you do sound reinvigorated from you know from oh yeah, definitely. even a couple of months ago. Yeah, definitely. I needed a new thing in life. Well, join us here next week for another 30 questions about Loki on Disney Plus for Sweet Sean's Kovacs from the internet. Bruce Leslie, I'm Adam Portress. See you next week, you mischievous scamps. That's great. It starts with an earthquake. Birds and snakes and airplane. Lenny Bruce is not afraid. I have a hurricane. Listen to yourself. Turn world so its own needs. Dummy, serve your own needs. Beat it up and not speak. Grunt, no strength.